understanding shame probably didn't even come into my world until maybe my 50s. Yeah. Because we didn't talk about shame. Shame is like one of those words that even when you say it, yeah, you kind of get a little cringe. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't even know if I understood that it was not necessarily a bad thing. It was just an emotion that we felt. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Hi, welcome everyone to Pieces of a Woman. We are sitting down and enjoying this wonderful fall weather. I'm loving that the colors are going to start to pop. Have you been up the mountains yet? They've already popped. Oh my gosh, we were up there a week ago and they are... Are they already? Okay. Absolutely gorgeous. I get to drive up this weekend. Oh good. As you know, I'm doing a retreat. So I'm doing the Bereaved Mother Retreat. Yeah. And I know that we're going to get all the fall colors this time of year. It's part of the being outside and experiencing it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful... Well, this is my favorite time of year, as you can tell by um, my decor. You Um, already have all your stuff I know. I'm obsessed. I am a fall girl. I love it. Okay. You have a mat in your bathroom. I do. You're ridiculous. I know. I don't know. I get that from my mother. It's super cute. Oh my gosh. Well, we have missed everyone. We are excited to to bring you another episode. And today, Christy and I kind of have been talking about a subject that I think has evolved for both of us. I can speak for me personally. Yeah. We're going to talk about shame today. This is going to be a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. I would agree. it, It requires some vulnerability. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think... We're going to just kind of share our experience with shame and the discovery of shame and how it has shown up in our life. And I think, you know, recognizing where it came from and and what it looks like, but also how to work through it. So that's part of it. And also we just have an ask of, think about it. Brene Brown talks a lot about shame. And God, kudos to Brene. I know, like, her study. She's the only one that's really studied shame. She's a rock star yeah. and and she had to put in a shit ton of hours, yeah. so much research. And I didn't even know when you think about it, what does that involve? The research oh, on shame. I like, can't even imagine. How did she do it? Yeah. And I know she gives some information and she does talk about, you know, what a little bit of that in her books and so forth. Yeah. But you're talking. Yeah. So much. So work. we're going to reference a little bit of Atlas of the Heart that came out a couple of years ago. I think um, we did talk about We did. It. <laughs> it was so good. But also just shame in general. Shame is everywhere in the world. And from her perspective, everybody suffers shame, some sort of shame. And so we're just going to kind of talk about our shame and then go into other other people that have identified shame in their life. But Chrissy, how do you think it showed up for you? Or when did you recognize that it was shame? You know, I would say understanding shame probably didn't even come into my world until maybe my 50s. Yeah. Because we didn't talk about shame. Shame is like one of those words that even when you say it, yeah, you kind of 
get a little cringe. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't even know if I understood that it was not necessarily a bad thing. It was just an emotion that we felt. Yeah. It's so interesting because this is the beauty about aging. So we're going to talk about the positives of aging, right? Yeah. We do more work on ourselves and we have more discovery of how we have evolved or what makes us tick. And and I love that you had your journey last year. And I love that, that we come, I think there's a piece with knowledge. Like once you discover, oh, this is kind of, this is why I react this way or I show up the way I show up. This is why I show up the way I show up. And also I'm not the only one. Like that's powerful when you you realize you're not alone in it. Do you feel like that we have more ownership or at least we have the ability to choose to have more ownership? And so we can let go a little bit of that. Those emotions that maybe have kind of held us hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years. That is really good. Yeah, for sure. I think we have more ownership and we're, we're just more confident. That's the other thing. I mean, I think you get more confident. We always say women in their forties there. That's why the forties are so great. Fifties are even better. And I'm going to say the sixties are going to be even better, but I think it's because of our maturity level and understanding the different emotions and how they have evolved and recognizing we learn about ourselves and can see trigger points and different things. Well, and maybe even our courage and the brave that comes in to play as we mature. Yeah. Because I think we are more brave or courageous of sharing our story. That's true. And when we share our stories, yeah, I think shame starts to dissipate. What do you think? Yeah. And that is exactly what Brene Brown talks about is when you can share and be vulnerable and then you can have connection, but you really can't have connection if you're not vulnerable and can talk about all these things, which have you seen in your own life? I've seen it in my life for sure. Once we start doing that, I feel like so much more connection does happen. Yeah. I think that we've gotten to a place where shame has become such, how do I put this? It's a negative because I feel like maybe we've created that with even just in our community, there's so much shaming that is happening. Yeah. And it's allowed us to get to that space of feeling shameful. Yeah. Is that right? Does that make sense? I totally agree. So you think about also when, because you talk about society, when we were growing up, we didn't, nothing was exposed like it is now with social media and everything. You're exposed so early, so young to so many millions of people in your head. It's probably bigger than what you even think, but there's so much shaming on social media, right? Like parent shaming, um, mom shaming. I just heard mom shaming. My daughter just, yeah informed me of the mom shaming that happens yeah on social media it's crazy so you could put a photo of your child in a car seat yeah and there will be a hundred mothers that will shame you yeah because of the type of car seat the way it sits in your vehicle whether you yeah. have a pad under it or not i just went through this with my daughter it was oh. unbelievable to me i had no idea and you and i new mothers kind of just learned our way through. And I mean, there's some benefits because you can reach out and get some input on things, but then there's that no reason to be shaming somebody who just put a picture out on there. Yeah. Yeah. I was on, it was unbelievable and we didn't have it. No, we didn't have any of that. What I think we did have, and I, I didn't acknowledge this or I guess recognize it until my kids were older 
when your kids are not perfect. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> when your kids are struggling. And I went through a lot of that with, you know, one, you don't air your dirty laundry to everybody. So I still have a respect for that. Like people don't need to know everything. Yeah. But we went through a, a situation where Taylor had a really bad experience. I don't want to go into the details because it's it's old news, but got accused of something that he didn't do. But the shaming that we received as parents oh and gosh. as a family and poor Taylor, the shame that he got, not from everybody, but there was definitely some people. Yeah. That really shamed him and us. And it was the first time I really experienced like, you know, he said he made a mistake. Well, and that one he didn't even make. Yeah. His mistake was being kind of the class clown. So he was an easy target. But still, he didn't do this thing. And now we're feeling shame because of something he didn't even do. Uh And um, so that was kind of the first experience, but I think a lot of people, and I wonder if now we don't have kids in, I mean, I have Berkeley, but we don't have the young kids in junior high and high school so much now to where we're in it every day. I wonder if the families are feeling the same way. Like if your kids aren't doing every sport under the sun or they're not in, they're not, you know, they're not a 4.0 grades. and they're not this, do you experience shame as a parent? Well, I think just innately, we think we have to paint this perfect picture of our family. Yeah. And we've talked about this in a lot of our different topics that we don't, we're not being real. And unless we're being real, we're doing a disservice, not only to our personal connections of our family, but also to the community out there because our realness can help someone else. Yeah do something different or learn and, or feel connected because they can now share their story. And what I do, we've talked about this too. I love our friend group because we talk about all the stuff when it comes to our kids. We say all of the things that are going on. We keep it in a safe space so that our kids don't have to feel embarrassed or have that shame, but we personally bring it together. And then we talk through ways that we can maybe where we give our advice or we're able to talk through some of those things with each other yeah. with something that we're dealing with, even as them being adults, because oh, for sure. we still have yeah. stuff that we're affected by with our kids. And I truly value that we have that realness with each other because yeah. I've learned a ton and yeah. I've been able to take my experiences and share when yeah. it's needed or been there. For sure. And I would say the same thing, like not everybody not everybody do you feel feel like you can be completely vulnerable with. True. And sometimes you feel like somebody will use that against you. And so is that still shame? Like if you're not sharing it with everybody? I mean, I wonder. Yeah, that's true. We have to look at it differently. Yeah. So let's talk about the difference between shame and guilt. Yeah. Shame is, I think Brene Brown describes it as shame is something we feel, it makes us feel inferior, um, not worthy, not good enough. Guilt is something we have done. It's an action. It's a, it's something that we have done that we feel bad about. Okay. So the difference is, so I'll, I'll put it in my context that helped me because I probably didn't realize this concept really until my late forties, probably early fifties, when I really recognized in my childhood, when I had an alcoholic stepfather who was abusive he was so embarrassing. I was so ashamed. And you I never, were, but we were embarrassed. We were embarrassed. Yeah. I didn't but it say, was shame. but it was shame. 
But I carried that through my, even once he was out of the picture, I carried that shame throughout my teenage years and into my adulthood and didn't really recognize, didn't want people to know about it. Like I didn't talk about my story for a long time because you're so embarrassed. I did talk about it with some girlfriends, my high school girlfriends and people who I could be vulnerable with and trusted because I knew they loved me no matter what. We were worried about the judgment. But we were so worried about that. I was so worried about the judgment and everything, our careers. And sometimes I feel like because of that shame, sometimes that you drive to to show that, no, I'm good. Like, I've got this. I can be professional. I can do this. I made it despite the circumstances. But a lot of that was shame. And you can, if you are aware of it and you understand the difference, you have, it's easier for you to recognize when it shows up so that you can process that emotion. Cause it's an yeah. emotion that can be very toxic for us. Yeah. And she says in her book, Daring Greatly, that she believes the difference between shame and guilt are critical in informing everything from the way we parent and engage in relationships to the way we give feedback. Yeah. In our relationships at work or even at school. Yeah. Which makes so much sense. We have to understand it so that we don't have it affect our relationships. Because if we're feeling, when we're feeling shame, it can be so toxic for us that we create shame. Yes. To our children, to our coworkers, to our friends. Yes. However that looks. And I would say that. It's part of that whole thing that we've talked about where the traumas that happen to us as kids kind of create the parents that we are today. Yeah. And so if we're not careful and we don't pay attention to this and don't work on healing it, it can continue to show up. Well, just in when you were just saying that, it dawned on me of like, you're right. The shame that I had, have I put that now? Am I dealing with the guilt because with my kids. Cause I know I'm sure we, I messed up someone. I'm sure like, do they feel shame because they're not living to what they think my standard is or something? You know, I want, I'm sure. Well, and it goes I'm back sure. to your favorite saying when we yeah. know better, we do better. Yeah. And I'm, and we have, I mean, let's be real. We all have. Yeah. We're still working on it. I was, I was just having this conversation with my daughter And I've been reflecting on many conversations and my fear is coming into the way I'm communicating with her. And it's that shame that I've personally have not fully worked through. And I need to probably take a step back as I'm communicating with her so she doesn't feel shame in what she's going through. Oh, see, see, that is really, that is just so powerful right there. That is such a good message. And I would say, I mean, I feel like the younger generation is probably so much better at recognizing and seeing things differently than we did because we weren't exposed to the, just the language around all of this, right? So they're probably a lot stronger than we're giving them credit for. But here's just food for thought with anybody listening, no matter your age, 20s, 30s, 40s. 50s. I love what you just said because the work doesn't ever stop. But as we learn now, I mean, you just made me think of something with my daughter, like how that can be so helpful. We we think we're saying the right things, right? But am I really saying all the right things, right? And 
she's in her book, Atlas of the Heart. She has a couple of, and I think what you're looking at too, she has a couple of other things that identify shame that I maybe wouldn't have thought about, but our listeners may relate to this. Shame is raging at my kids. Mm -hmm. Shame is getting laid off and having to tell my pregnant wife. Like I can't imagine how that would feel. Shame is my husband leaving me for the next door neighbor. I mean, how many people have dealt with infidelity? And they're afraid of the judgment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's awful. Like there's shame everywhere. Shame is my DUI. Shame is internet porn. Shame is flunking out of school twice. But also some things like shame is hearing my parents fight through the walls and wonder uh, and being so afraid. Yeah. Like there are so many things. Shame is having an alcoholic parent. Shame. There's so many things that I think she's right. I I mean, I trust Brene. She's the professional. But when she says everybody has shame, it's not trauma connected. It's anything. It can be body shaming. Right. You know, it's so many things that how are you feeling and are you recognizing it that it is shame? So resiliency. So there is she has four elements of shame resilience. Yeah. How you recognize it and what what you can do to start have awareness around it. Yeah, we want to share this with everyone because I thought this is really great. One, if you if you really sit back and think, are you dealing with shame? That shame. That's what I did and, and kind of recognized it differently. One is recognizing shame and understanding its triggers. So you can physically recognize when you're in the grip of shame, name it, feel your way through it and figure out what messages and expectations triggered it. This is why there's a concept of mindfulness is so important. We can't pretend it's not happening or get swept away. Second thing is practicing critical awareness. You can reality check the message and expectations that are driving your shame. Are they realistic, attainable? Are they what you want to be or want to think others need from what you, uh, sorry, what you think others need or want from you? That's really big. Yeah. The third one is reaching out. Are you owning and sharing your story? We can't experience empathy if we're not connecting. And I think that is so powerful. That's, thank God, what we have. Speaking shame, are you talking about how you feel and asking for what you need when you feel shame? Silence, secrecy, and judgment fuel shame. So those are her four resilience, um, those four components to really help you with if you're dealing with shame. We, on the other side of that, can help people work through shame or help identify by not being judgmental. Right. Be right. a listener without judgment. Yes. Be a safe space so that other people can share. And we invite people to share their stories when we share our stories and when we are vulnerable with them. I, I totally, I 100% agree. And I think Sometimes it's easier said than done. Yes. (laughs) But one of the things she says in here is we all have shame. Shame is a universal and one of the most primitive emotions that we experience. You may have read this earlier on. The only people who don't experience it are those who lack the capacity for empathy and human connection. And that says a lot. So if we are not allowing that space, we can't be empathetic and we're not connecting ourselves. Right. So I think that is... That is really powerful. So on our journey of continuing to grow, continuing to be more connected with ourselves and knowing who we are and what we want in life, shame has a play in that. And it has a part where we have to recognize it, have awareness around it, identify it, 
Yeah. So that we can have an awareness and continue to grow through it. Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to end, Christy. And I just wish everybody to have more awareness and and more empathy. And we will put the notes of where you can learn more about shame in our show notes. So look for that. For those of you that are continuing on this journey, we hope to you will continue to listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 